chapter Black Clover, chapter 340, and Lilia's chapter of One Piece, chapter 1062. So we're in for a special treat as we'll be doing a review of both Black Clover and One Piece. So strap in, this is going to be a wild one. Hello guys, this is Jade from Nerdfix, the podcast where we talk about everyone and everything in anime, manga, video games, and everything under the sun. This episode, we're going to be talking about two manga chapters today. The first one we'll be discussing will be Black Clover chapter 340 opening, and the second one will be uh, One Piece chapter 1062. So for those who are fans of either Black Clover or One Piece, this is for you. So sit back, relax, and get ready for your fix. that shows of Asta and with it it shows a quote that says my magic is never getting up which I think is a really nice touch to show uh, what appears to be kind of a promotion for the new Black Clover movie that's coming up in March I'm sure but I really like that nice touch there so with the starting off a chapter it begins with his training in the land of the rising sun and he is able to burn down the bamboo saying the Zenten, which is part of the key training. Ryu is basically stunned by what and surprised by what he is able to get the basics down already, while Miku, on the other hand, is shocked by what he has said. Ryu even states that this is just the basics, and Zenten being the most important thing is to be able to release it exactly when when able to and find the right opening to make their to make his move. The fastest way to do so is having a, a real battle with an expert. So this is when Asta is going to battle Ichiga. Asta is now beginning to think that he is now about to battle Captain Yami's younger sister. He begins to realize that up to this point, she hasn't been all this serious. And there, along with Liba, he activates his double union. Miku then states that his body is covered in something that is called anti-magic, which is something he points out right away. And this alone, he believes it's just simplistic yojutsu and completely ineffective against him. But when he activates double union, Ichiga asks him if he was taking this seriously, to which he replies that he is. And she even retorts that if he was taking this serious in battle, if he doesn't give it his all, he, he will succumb to his injuries and die, to where the battle immediately begins. And this, I will admit, this battle was pretty intense. Asta was able to defend himself from Ichigo's attack, but Ruben states that it was still strong, and it was still strong, even with how she was able to use her move against him. And as they continue on with fighting, Asta continues to try to land hit after hit towards her, but she was able to dodge it just at the right moment. There, he then realizes that the technique called Zenten comes from the person who came up with the technique, and the Yojutsu is powerful when unleashed and can sever the heavens into a from a single strike. There, Ichigo kicks Asta into the air, and before he was and he was able to defend himself, 
but not long enough before she jumps into the air and Ryu even states that as a magic is strong itself and though it's tough to hit Asta when concentrating, there are times he even mentions when Asta does relax himself, which is something she always ends up aiming for. And he even points out that Lucius is also aiming for that as well, stating that he's got the strongest time and soul magic instead of facing that head on, he's then cutting him off, and until finding the opening instead of maximizing the magic, the attack, and the opponent to hit. And before Asta was able to defend himself, she lands a powerful kick onto Asta's head and just knocks him out into the ground. This is going to be exciting. So we started with the chapter for 1062, Adventure in the Land of the Land of Science. We started off with German 66, Cold-Blooded Voyage, Volume 20. Meanwhile, in Chocolate Town on Cacao Island, 
where the beer's everything is frozen solid. Nothing seems to say no of how things seem to be frozen solid, but it could be probably from the works of the Caesar's group in the Gasugasu, where he's able to freeze things. Freeze things thanks to his silver powers. We don't know how this came to be, but this is a basic mystery of its own. But with that said done, let's get on with the chapter. The chapter begins with everybody and freaking out over the identity now of Dr. Vegapunk. Now with Frankie basically saying that he is ecstatic to meet with Vegapunk, saying that she is her role she is his role model, saying that and saying that he killed that they have killed for two years in his hometown in Baltimore, saying that from Brooke. And another saying that after going through the lab, there's a whole bunch of stuff that he can't chance to look into. And even mentioned about the giant mechs. However, there was one even mentioning with Usopp saying that many times in general that there's a general Frankie that they can't wait to show Luffy and Chopper. And with Sanji, on the other hand, basically enamored seeing Dr. Vegapunk is a girl. However, Robin mentions that this could be the first time they've heard Vegapunk being a woman, and she's far too young, and Vegapunk being active for many years. But she mentions, naturally, this was the Stella's main, the main body Stella, and they're looking at Punk 2-0. Punk 0-2, Vegapunk Lilith, and they are always running through research funds and Jiffy, and allowed them to, to leave just to relinquish their valuables. And Nami is basically shocked by this, and from what they and from what she has stated, the waters are chilly enough without being in cold, and just the fish out got kind of rescue. And he basically screams out saying that this was basically not a rescue. And they were basically trespassing on the waters is not impossible. And they would not and they will sink without a question. And if they resist, they will sink without a question. Then, there is met with all different kind of robotic animals. Some were, were a giraffe, some of them were a polar bear, other were a lion, and there's so many weapon I see beasts all over that just popped out of nowhere. Lilith then gets a report that is saying, or asking that there is some pride in, as a scientist, to which she basically replies saying, saying to keep quiet and ask if their feral pride can keep the lights on. To which then there is mentions that they're the straw she then realizes they're the straw hat pirates. Newly dub and the newly dub Emperor Luffy are not going to meekly aren't going to meekly surrender to which she giddily she giddily chuckles at. And that they must have a heap of treasures dashed away to which she's basically chuckling about. Frankie is still enamored by all this about, about weaponized sea beasts, to which Usopp basically is saying that his fear is overwhelming his all. Zoro, on the other hand, basically looks over at one of them as as Robin, as Brooke and Nami are basically screaming out in fear. As more of the sea beasts begin to surround them, the others don't haven't been estimated and basically are looking towards are looking towards the towards Zoro, to which Lilith is basically shocked at. And when looking at them, 
she notices that it is the pirate hunter Zoro with a bounty of 1.111 billion berries. And she notices how calm he is. And with a range for the end of an instant. And noticing what is and noticing his presence from there and goes the same for the devil child, which is Nico Robin behind behind there. And she begins to notice how they what they would do against all of the sea beasts. So, and once again, Rob Sanji and Frankie are still enamored by by Vegapunk as they continue to appraise her, but not being even so caught not being ever more cautious about any of the sea of the sea beasts, which I find to be very funny. Well Lilith on the other hand basically uh, retorts the imbeciles around them lull her into a false sense of security and she basically was said that she was careless. Zoro basically calls out to Vegapunk saying there was something that he wanted he wanted from her and it better and basically warned her not to play play nice about it. So when there was an someone else appeared to which it says uh, to bring them in and that they have as they have an interest in the crew. There, Luffy basically asks if they if he's asked Bonnie if she's been here before. To which she said that she's been here before when she was a kid and was a once a pretty rundown mill lab at the time. And how he and how come they came and asked how come he came back. And the reason she came back was because she had answers and had and she had answers. And for this, she wanted to get back to a Vegapunk because he was the one who turned her father into a cyborg and completely lost his sense of, mo- of self and doesn't know who he is anymore. And it turns out that her father is Kuma. That itself alone was very shocking to hear. And not only that, Jinbei, when hearing the news that about her own father, he begins to cry and tear up from hearing this, saying how awful and unforgivable it was. And even Luffy begins to cry over this, and calling her Bougie, to which she basically, basically snaps at him, saying that it's Bonnie, which is typical of Luffy. To which they arrive in a room to where they have made it to the surface. And Luffy's eyes begin to sparkle to notice that there is a whole place full of food. And Robin begins to re- and Bonnie begins to remember in her mind that that she ran into Sabo at Marishwak. And however, she will she'll remember to spell anything about that later on. As they enter the room, it is all filled with all kinds of technology from a spate from a space t- from a large tower, rockets, robots, everything that's technology, and everybody, including ro- including Luffy, Chop, and Chopper, are basically in awe from all this. Luffy, basically seeing all this food, basically starts running in, seeing all this stuff using Gum Gum Rocket, knowing how reckless he is, and. Seeing how he just goes in towards the towards the one monster that looks like a dragon, 
he basically gets swallowed up and eaten by it, to which surprises Chopper and Bonnie. However, he he manages to escape from it as nothing really happens to him, and he manages to get out of there. To which Jinbei asks him if he was fine, but he just was was shocked, thinking that he got swallowed. To which Bonnie points over there is a huge parfait, and there's cookies and fruit, and seeing all and seeing all of that ice cream as well. Luffy and Bonnie, seeing how these two are gluttons as well, and Chopper as well, jump in, ready to gorge themselves. But Jinbei basically warns them, saying that there's this could be a trap, asking why is there food lying around. To which they stop them. They stopped themselves. And even though they went right through it, they basically said, How can how can they see it but not touch it? And Chopper was about to and starts to complain saying it's cruel to make to make them hung to make themselves hungry even though they they think it was some kind of a trap. But then they begin to notice there is a way that there goes and that and the parfait could not have been a hologram. And Luffy begins to become all pissed off wondering what is this and Bonnie begins to think that this could be a 3d image made of light that could be from comics and science fiction stuff and Luffy begins to get upset asking if it's just an image to which they see that there is a space monster and there's so many more giant there's another giant robot and more of their technology that it was the one that Luffy just went through, which was the space monster from earlier. Then Chopper then points out that there is all these buttons that have put major some food on next to it. And Bonnie basically tells Chopper that there's no reason to give him his hopes up on it and it's nothing but a sham. Jinbei then mentions that the even though that it reminds them of the scene around the Frozen Island, they expect to be similar to the climate. But then they are met with another creature that looks to be a, be a young girl where she basically mentions that it is a winter island but the environment is sent to a tropical mode on there and the island aircon invention can be specified and regulated the temperature of any area right down to the soil and it's one as big as Kaido. And what is mentioned that this guy, this little kid that just came in, it's just as big as Kaido as what Luffy mentioned. And from what has been shown, it's just that Luffy tries to punch her, but then she punches him back, which knocks him out. And upon hitting him up towards the machine that Chopper was nearby, it, the, the machine pops out of some food. One of them including some burger, some fries, and some and some Vega-Cola. To which the three of them start to gorge on that and all of that they start to freak out and started to gorge on some food. And this is a really nice um entry nice panel some here where they start to order different food from steak, omurice, tonkatsu, ramen, fucking chicken, hot dogs. This is really hilarious, but I really like seeing these three going at it with trying out different foods and seeing what other kind of food the machine can put out. To where this new 
this new little girl, she basically said that it could turn raw ingredients into 500 unique dishes in under a minute and make and make do with what they found but is best. However, it mentions that the engineers means that a bucket of bulbs can be mass produced and it's probably brewed but then begins to wonder, it can't seem to be happy since the engineers mean the buckets of boss balls can mass produce. And Spawn Brew and wonders, is Spawn Brewprints too hard? But then it becomes to be really pissed off and starts to punch the space monster. And seeing that, I really can see that this little that this uh, little girl really has a bit of a temper as it punches the space monster out of getting something out of something that really makes her angry as the three continue to order different foods. Then we are then we are met with someone else who appears and which mentions that the phonotonic gloves make it possible to physically interact with light. The perception shapes the sense of reality, touching the projected objects that are on its head. And However, Luffy then begins to ask if the girl, if the girl is real, to which, to which she replies that debates on what makes something real are as old as time, and they'll have to decide for themselves if they consider the matter settled. Which Jinbei asks, "Who are they?" And she replies that they are just a resident and scientific genius to hire, Doctor Vegapunk. To which they are surprised and confused and wondering what is this and saying that this is another Vegapunk that has appeared. But this is Dr. Vegapunk, Punk Atlas, titled Wrath. Then we are now panned over to the new world. We are on a world government ship where we are met with members of CP0. There we are met with Haku who continues to tell Uchi that Vegapunk is basically a single individual, and his genius is the is second only to his busyness, and there's not enough time, and asks if they, if he's as busy as, if he's still as busy as, as a beaver, to which he then imagined if they were more than a beaver, which from his own grammar, and his own way of speaking, that it was his grand plan to split up this into six people. And he begins to show a graph which shows that, in other words, there are six of these satellites who are also named Vegapunk, which shows a mass of following. Punk 6, Punk 5, Punk 4, Punk 3, Punk 2, and Punk 1. Named, their names are go as Desire, Wrath, Wisdom, Flare, Evil, and Logic. You okay? Atlas? Vigo- Viagoras, Edison, Lilith, and finally, Shaka. And these were ones that are saying that even with Uchi retorting that even though he's the weird one for thinking this sounds impossible, but he even retorts saying that geniuses are a pain. Which then begins to end with the chapter showing that the assignment is to return the problem child back to the egg island. Back to the egghead while taking care while taking, taking care not to damage the lab's, the lab's assets and eliminating every last last Vegapunk. Moochie mentions 
they were meant to kill the single most useful man in the world. Wondering if this has something to do with the re- with the recent Lucia incident, which Drusy mentioning, with instincts like his, they would know no better not to question these things. To which Kaku there replies and warns him not to get them into any trouble with his plan, with this kind of plan that they have up his sleeve. And this is where the chapter ends. So, with what's going on here, AP0 has a plan to take out, to not only get the problem child, which is most likely going to be either Robin or Bonnie, but they have a, a diabolical plan to take out Vegapunk. So, this is really getting serious, and I'm wondering what kind of, why they want to take out Vegapunk. This and much more, and I'm really, really getting excited to see what's going to happen next in the cha- chapter of Asa 63. So, this is really going to be amazing. So, what were your thoughts on the latest chapters for Black Clover and One Piece? Did you like the chapters? Did you not like the chapters? Let me know in a questionnaire that I will be posting at the end of the episode on Spotify for anyone who are fans of either One Piece or Black Clover. And also, I do apologize if I've been tripping up on my words for any other reviews, as I don't usually trip up on my words, but I am trying to get better at my reviews for any manga chapters that I have been working on, and I do promise by the end, by the beginning of the new year, I will be getting better, but for someone who does have to suffer through anxiety and through panic attacks, it's really not going to be easy, especially when speaking behind the mic and doing podcasts and going into the fourth season. This is really a, a lot taking out of me, but really, I am hard to get better and I promise things will get better in the future for myself and down the line. But for those who have stuck around towards the end, thank you so much for listening. And to end the episode as always, whether or not you believe in the term nerd or not, keep loving what makes you, you, and stay awesome. Thank you so much for stopping by and I will see you next time for a brand new episode. Later!